Hi there, let's talk sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Fantasy Football. And I'm joined by more people. Thanks for joining me again for to talk another week of fantasy football. And in this case, people looking at their draft boards, preparing for free agency and the season. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. I'm excited to talk about some of the guys that we have on the list today and uh, really dive into some of the, you know, free agents or even players that aren't free agents that need to be talked about after a, an interesting 2021 season. Uh, yeah, um, definitely. And um, before we get into what will be a very packed show, everyone, please do head over if you ain't checked out Ryan's page, Fantasy Football for the People, where he um, creates content for the people, you, the fan base. So please do check out his page. He puts a lot of work into creating profiles of players you should draft or even add to your lineup or shouldn't. And uh, a bonus of Ryan's pages. He's always on hand to answer questions should you need advice during the draft uh, or even during the season. So please do um, follow his page because you won't regret it come season when you're in need of that advice. Yeah, and I've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline right now. I wanted to have my rankings out uh, by today. Unfortunately, me and my youngest got a little under the weather, as I'm sure you guys can kind of tell in my voice. So I'm going to have that out by the end of this weekend. And then we're really going to start ramping up the content coming out here within the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. Go follow me on all my socials. My Twitter's down right below uh, on the screen. And, uh, you know, I got my Facebook page, all that fun stuff. So go follow me. I'll have tons of stuff out soon. And if you got any questions coming up, please let me know. I will always be there to answer them for you guys. Yeah, uh, please do. I mean, um, Ryan is sort of fighting for it to do the show today. He probably feeling how Carl Rudolph did when he uh, got the notification of being cut by the Giants because his earnings for this season is just gone down but um i'm sure that's something we'll talk on sunday's show certainly what the giants are doing with their cap but as we get started um the best place to start is um on one of the people the giants released and that's the fonte booker um this move surprised me a little bit. He's someone what I've had my eye on this last year in fantasy just because I thought he did a good job as that sort of backup running back, but often he wasn't the lead back. And I thought he did a good job, not just from a fantasy point of view, because if you had him on your uh, team, you likely drafted him late or added him during the season and I thought he had a good season I believe he had averaged just over four and a half yards okay and that's there's value there and given what they say um I'm not sure it's necessarily a great move I understand the argument what they'll say that they'll go younger but now they're having to give up extra draft capital and 
you can't rely on Saquon. I think he will be on the roster, especially given what they're asking for, which is rumoured to be a first-round pick. But I think it's going to be interesting where Booker ends up. Um, I'm sure I could see him ending up at someone like the Rams because we spoke about they'll probably add depth there. And I think... He may well end up in a better situation, not just for himself, but for fantasy owners. Because, let's be honest, that O-line, if he can get four and a half yards of carry behind that O-line, if he goes to a better situation, another situation I could see him end up is maybe if Green Bay, the rumours are that they could maybe move Aaron Jones. I'm not sure if that happens, but if it did, I could see it being a move Green Bay does at him um, because if they make that move, they're not going to go for lead back. They'll go for a compliment. So I could see that happen. Hey, how did you see this move? And do you see him as someone what people should keep an eye on for their teams? Because um, I think that it could be a bargain there late in most uh, drafts. Yeah, in terms of the move, I am a little bit baffled by it because, you know, with the Saquon trade rumors, I don't know if that's going to happen or not because I don't know what people are going to pay to get him on their roster with his injury history. But Booker was such a a low money deal. They didn't save that much cutting him. So it really, it baffles me. It could just be because, you know, brand new coaching staff, new GM, they want their guys in place. And I totally understand that when a team – you know, goes out and hires both of those uh, positions and they want to make their their offense their own, even at depth positions like where Booker was. But it, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. He's going to be coveted and people don't give him the credit that he probably deserves considering last season. I mean, I, I'm going to give you the following stat categories that he outproduced Saquon Barkley in, okay? He had... Uh, the same amount of total rushing yards and touchdowns as Barkley. So even with uh, Barkley, you know, I know he missed more time than Booker did. Booker still had the same amount of rushing yards, same amount of touchdowns. He was better in terms of yards per carry, yards before contact gain, 10 yard, uh, 10 plus yard rushes, uh, receiving yards, red zone scoring for fantasy purposes. He had a higher score than him and even more that I could list on, but I won't, you know, go crazy. Um, it, it just shows you that he was able to do that all on a very poor Giants team as the number two back. So there's value there. He'll never get like a number one job. He'll never be a starting back, obviously, because no one's going to sit there and sign him to a starting role. But if he finds a role where he can get 40% of the work, he's got flex appeal and he's probably going to be a very coveted handcuff wherever he goes. So if the guy in front of him goes down, he's going to move into a big valuable role for fantasy purposes. Uh, places that I think that would probably maximize his value. I like the Rams situation, like you said. Obviously, Cam Akers is probably going to take over that role, and there's still Henderson, you know, but I don't think they want much to do with Henderson at this point. It was more of a depth piece. Booker would be an upgrade there, I think. You've got Buffalo. If Buffalo decides to go cheap and they just want to pair somebody with Devin Singletary, Booker's a perfect compliment. He's more of a power back. He's good in the red zone. Uh, Kansas City might be looking to add uh, a back to their rotation after Darrell Williams and uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire really struggled when they got down close to uh, find their way into the end zone. Miami, Miami could go cheap. They need to add a bunch of pieces. That would be very interesting if he was one of the only few pieces they added to that backfield. 
Um, Atlanta, they're looking for running backs everywhere. If they let Cordero Patterson walk, that'd probably be the more, the place where you get the most work. Uh, Jacksonville is another good one. Jacksonville has tons of money to spend. They only have Travis Etienne, and we don't know James Robinson's status after tearing his Achilles so late in the year. Uh, and then the last two, Seattle and Houston, they always want a good running back rotation in uh, both of those places. Seattle would be a good situation. Houston, obviously, it's not a great team. But, you know, Rex Burkhead went in there and made some fantasy noise at the end of the season. So I think Booker would do the same if he was the lead back there. So, you know, he he's someone that absolutely needs to be watched. And I think people need to give him more credit than he, you know, is given for fantasy purposes. Just watch where he goes. And then obviously once he lands somewhere, me and Dan will probably discuss what his real fantasy value is. It's going to be interesting to see where he actually ends up signing now. Yeah, Audrey, um, one other name wouldn't surprise me is the Panthers if they want to add some depth behind McCaffrey. And they've got very limited draft capital, so you could see them doing there. That sort of a safety net for McCaffrey and probably wouldn't be a very high cost. So, um, we will see another running back we wanted to talk about, and he's not hitting free agency, but Miles Sanders, of course, um, of the Eagles. Um, do you feel this is a player what next year could be his breakout year, if you will? And I know he's been in the league for a few years now, but through no fault of his own, really, it, it hasn't ever quite happened. There's been flashes, and I think some of it was Eagles didn't put him in the best position this year because he had his moments, but it seemed like, certainly for the first third of the season, Sirianni decided, no, I don't want any, I don't like any of my running backs. I don't care what you say, I'm not going to use you. I'd rather use Jalen Hurts as a running back than I would um, you guys. So you go over there and you sit well, I will do whatever you're doing on the sideline. And then it decided he thought, hmm, perhaps it'd be helpful to have a running back in the team. So, uh, Miles Sanders is a player I think has potential. I'm not saying he has potential to be like a top five back, but I think he's certainly a top sort of ten back and, he will have these monster weeks, in my opinion. And in that division, um, I think against some of those defences, he will have monster weeks if you look at uh, from a fantasy point of view. give He's never going to be that sort of high up pick, but so that just makes it more attractive if you're a fantasy young river. Even if you don't have him as your lead back, if you have him as your RB2 in your team, there's so much value there, particularly if Sirianni's going to use him this year, which I would assume he is, but I don't know. I thought he would beginning of last year. So I'm not going to guarantee it to everyone because... Um, you just never know, but I'm sure Ryan knows more about this situation than I do. Yeah, Sanders got kind of screwed over with the fact that Sirianni really went Patriots-style uh, running back by committee core with uh, 
with Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, and Kenneth Gainwell. And and I think that's something really important. That that and the fact that he didn't touch the end zone one time last season are the real reasons why you're going to look at Miles Sanders' fantasy rank last season and you're going to be really disappointed in what you find. In terms of you know looking forward to the future, both Boston Scott and Jordan Howard are free agents. I don't think both are coming back. I, I don't even think one of them is probably going to come back, to be honest with you. They'll go look for uh you know different situations where they might be able to have a little bit more say in what the role is there's a lot of rumors about jacksonville with those two backs because of the doug peterson connection and i would not be surprised if one of them went there um in terms of this, this is tough to talk about because i love miles sanders and i don't want to come off as a homer people got to realize he finished in uh the 40s in terms of fantasy production last season and it was partially due to missed time but it was mainly due to the fact that he didn't get a touchdown. And that's just not going to happen again in 2020. You can almost book it. There are very few players in the NFL that just cannot find the end zone at the running back position. And they've even pushed that point further. These are the, the I'm going to list off a couple of the good things about Miles Sanders' season last year. He ranked really high in terms of per-game uh, production. And when I say per-game production – that's the numbers you want to look at for guys that miss more than like four games because they're true numbers when you're stacking them side by side. Uh, you know, guys that played 17 games and you're looking at rush totals, that's not going to give you what you want. You want to look at what they did every, you know, on average per game to see what their real fantasy value was. He was 10th in rushing yards per game, eighth in yards before carry, which is, you know, he's making moves or I'm sorry, not yards before carry, yards before contact. He's making moves and able to get into open space before anybody even touches him. That's a huge category. Uh, 14th in total yards per game. He had the 15. He was 15th in broken tackle rate. So you know he's got the ability to escape and uh, you know escape really bad situations, which is something I watched a lot last season happen to him. Um, and he was tied for second in yards per carry. Over five yards per carry last season for uh, Miles Sanders. So if they, if the coaching staff can't look at that and say, "Hey, listen, we can bring in guys to you know take some work away from him. He's got an injury history, but we need to let Miles Sanders have sixty to seventy percent of the team's carries." I don't know what they're doing. So you can bank on you know his production going up in terms of how many you know carries he's going to get. The biggest knock on him is, is he's not a great receiver. He does not grade out as a very good receiver. Kenneth Gainwell was, you know, signed or was drafted by this team to take over some of the receiving roles. And I know he got overshadowed at times by Boston Scott last season. But like I said, those guys, they're probably not coming back. Gainwell is going to take over as this team's primary pass catcher out of the backfield. That means that Sanders, you know, his upside is limited. But he should be treated like a fr- like that fringe top twenty four guy, you know. Draft him at that at that spot, and then see what you know how high his potential can go. He could finish inside the top fifteen, you know, if he gets enough uh, touchdowns next season, he can finish inside the top fifteen. But drafting him around that top twenty four, maybe even a little bit later, you're not going to feel the burn of Jalen Hurts vulturing five of his potential touchdowns or you know, uh, Gainwell taking away 30 of his targets. So, you know, draft accordingly, but I think you can have optimism when you do take him uh, next season. Yep, I agree. Um, one last running back I wanted to talk to you about, and uh, I know you're a big fan of what he does, and that's James Conner. Um, if he does hit free agency, which I kind of, you said this a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of agree that, 
the Cardinals may be, he may be the guy, but if it comes down the choice between him and Edmonds, it may be him. If he does hit free agency, which I think is going to be interesting if he does resign, uh, the one team that we talk about every time about running backs is Buffalo, but I think he's probably going to want more money than they're prepared to give because if you look at their list of free agency, it is so long and they can't keep everyone what's on their team. So I don't see them necessarily paying the price tag what he will get. I think they'll probably have to go down the draft route for running backs. The two teams what I think might be crazy enough to give him the money what he's looking for. One is the Jaguars and one is the Dolphins for different reasons. The Dolphins system is needs running backs now. Uh, McDaniels is there. And there's no one what necessarily suits what he wants to do. So I could see him being a guy they go for. And to be honest, that front office is always uh, on hand to do something crazy. So I could see them being just crazy enough to give him the money he's looking for it just be all about what he wants more to get paid or to be with a contender because the reality is he may well have to choose I think he probably will being a running back he'll opt for being paid because you have to in that position and he may have to sacrifice not being a contender because he's not getting paid by a contender the money what he's rumoured to be after. Um, do you feel the same? Yeah, I I still think that at the end of the day that he's going to resign with the Cardinals. I think that they would offer him enough to keep him around and say, hey, listen, you're still going to be the guy. You're going to get 70% of the work. And without Chase Edmonds, you might get a little bit more because there's no way that team brings back both. I, I, do, I just don't yeah. see it. Um, if he does leave, what I will say is he's got to land in the right situation because if if you don't if you guys don't know a very good majority of James Conner's production came from touchdowns last season he was second overall in terms of overall touchdowns when you combine their rushing and receiving amongst all running backs in the NFL last season only Jonathan Taylor scored more than he did so when you look at it that way most of the time players like Connor who he, you know, it was a surprise that he finished number six overall. So that type of production usually comes down a little bit. So you got to be careful, uh, especially when players are moving teams like this. It doesn't usually, it doesn't always bode well for fantasy purposes. What I will say is if he lands in Miami, there's a good reason to believe that he could be a top 10 back. Still Miami, their run game is going to be fantastic, in my opinion. It just depends on what pieces they put there. But there is nobody in that running back room besides Miles Gaskin, who's probably just going to play a gadget role if he does stay with the Dolphins, that is going to compete with whoever they decide to bring in. So if it is James Conner, that's their hand-picked guy, I would put him probably inside of my top 10, top 12 at the very least, um, because – it's just it's going to be an offense that is centered around the run, just like uh, the one in San Francisco with McDaniel when he was there. 
So it's just such an important position. You always do got to remember the injury history. Connor did not miss that much time this year. That's a big plus for him. Hopefully he's passed, you know, his, uh, his issues that he had when he was in Pittsburgh. But, uh, if, if he moves teams, just, you know, manage your expectations a little bit. If he stays with Arizona, I think you just, you know, you you rank him as a top 15, top 12 guy, and you hope for the best that he still continues to get that uh, production when they get around the red zone. And I think, he, I think he would because their offense just took that next step forward when they finally decided to give him more of the workload. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree with you. I think um... – the favorite is the state and Arizona, but they're not re-signing both of those guys. So it'll be interesting because you're already seeing the topic of discussion. Well, we've got to play Kyla soon, and that's a lot of what the drama's about. So they've got to have, they can't pay two running backs. Um, I think the Dolphins would be a good landing spot. That said, like you said, They've got to put the right pieces around him because that O-line has to improve. So that said, for him to be successful there, I do feel they need to add some pieces there. And um, one thing what will be a topic of discussion for him, he isn't it? He's had a big season before, but he's never followed it up with another big season. So... Whereas there is some reasons you can put that down to, the reality is at this point in his career, he's got to follow up a good season with not just another good season, but a great season, in my opinion. So um, look at that in, he's a good player, but maybe sometimes he can be unpredictable. So um, temper that with where you look at um, drafting him, should you be looking to... Uh, moving on to receiver, there's a couple of receivers hitting free agency with a big um, fantasy reputation. One being um, probably the biggest surprise in Mike Rubens, of course, uh, of the Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert's favourite target. I struggled to see them letting him hit free agency, whether it's coming to a deal which I think is less likely or them tagging him. To me, he's more important to that Chargers offense than King and Allen. I'm not saying he's even the better receiver, but I think Herbert is on his rave length more and trusts him more. So to me, that front office cannot let him hit free agency. The only downside is do they want that much tied up in the receiver room? And they tend to, you give them a feeling they don't, but can they afford not to? But should he hit free agency, he's going to want to get paid. Um, It'll be interesting. I think the Dolphins would be a player for him. Him opposite of Jalen Roddle would be, well, put like this, Tua couldn't have any complaints or any excuses for that matter um i would love the jets to make a run for him him uh, next to Corey davis and elijah moore i don't see that as necessarily a high possibility just because i don't think douglas would pay him the amount of money what he's probably going to want 
the Ravens could be an outside uh, bet. They certainly need to add that sort of um, standard of receiver. But again, will they pay him what he wants? The Jaguars, to me, would be the absolute favourite of if there's an offence crying out for that. And they do have some caps. They've got to give um, Lawrence something to work with. And another offence, what I would like and probably... The best contender what could afford him is uh, the Colts. I could that offense we've talked about this, it's not the weapons what it was a couple of years ago, certainly on offense and certainly the passing game. So, there are some landing spots I could see him fitting in. Is there a do you think he'll be hitting free agency and? Do you is there any landing spots you'd like to see him end up? This is the one player that I haven't seen a lot of reports of. They want to, you know, utilize a franchise tag. And I think it's interesting because, like you said, he's so important to Justin Herbert. But do they just think that they have a guy that can replace him, or are they going to try and go out to free agency and pay someone a lot less? Because Mike Williams is going to command probably 50 plus mil maybe even more depending on his landing spot so personally for me i think he leaves i don't think they franchise tag him i could be wrong um i'm probably in minority on that but i think that he's going to go and try and get the bag and i you know i can't blame him i want players to go make their money when they have the opportunity to and this is the free agent class to do it that's for sure because if you take out Devonte adams from the situation mike williams is probably at the top considering godwin's injury um, Odell Beckham's injury and Allen Robinson's interesting situation. Um, so uh, uh, you name most of the teams that I think he's going to land. My top three were Jacksonville. I have the Jets in there at number three because I really think that they might, you know, it's hard to say break the bank for him, but I think that they would, you know, explore that option and see what they could pay him because adding him to that receiving core would get, give Zach Wilson everything that he needs to succeed. And I think that's what they're in the market to do. But I think that his number one landing spot is actually Chicago. They have the cap space and they have the need to go out and get a burner wide receiver like Mike Williams. And I think they want to add that piece to Justin Fields repertoire. Um, for fantasy purposes, instead of just booking where he goes, his best you know outcome for fantasy is to stay with the Chargers. And I think everybody kind of understands that. Staying with Justin Herbert, with the person that he kind of made his name with in terms of becoming a top 15 option, is the best for him. And if he stays, he is a top 15 wide receiver. You know, you can you don't have to take a measure one. You can take a measure early wide receiver two. Um and just understand that he's you know, going to be the inconsistent wide receiver that he always has been. If he goes anywhere else, he's he's around that top 20, top 24 to me. He drops a bit because you guys got to understand that when a wide receiver moves positions about 95 or moves teams 90 percent of the time, it does not mean great things for fantasy. They got to take time to get you know, acquainted with their quarterback and, you know, working the offense in live games, not just in practice and preseason. Um, and he's probably going to be even more consistent no matter where he goes. Because think about the teams we're talking about. Chicago, rookie, second-year quarterback. Jacksonville, second-year quarterback. New York Jets, second-year quarterback. Even the Colts, we don't know what quarterback yet. So <laughs> it, it's the situation is not going to be 
better for him if he moves. He's moving because he wants to get paid. And, you know, great on him. But for fantasy purposes, it definitely bumps him down a little bit. Yeah, Andre, I mean, his best situation is where he is. It's took him this long. Um, the fact that he's in free agency, and this is the year where he's finally showed um, sort of pro, not just having potential, showing the stats to prove it. And wherever he ends up, short of going to the Chiefs, his quarterback is not going to be Justin Herbert. So uh, that's going to affect his fantasy stock. I agree with you. If the Jets do pay a receiver or any of the top targets, I think he is the guy what they do. Because if you look at their history, they don't sort of pay great money under Douglas to many players. But the players, what they have done is someone like Carl Lawson, who they see as ascending. And uh, you saw also with George Fant, a player who... Douglas felt wasn't used right in the Seahawks and paid um, McGovern. So it's going to be that sort of player what he feels is worth paying, even um, if it's more than he typically would. One uh, side what I could see getting um, into the race for him is the Eagles. Um, we've spoke about needing a receiver, and I'm sure you'll be okay with that. I think... Um, I don't know their cap off by hand, but I think they would have enough cap to do it. And the bonus of that is if the charge do hit, let him hit free agency, then they don't have to give up draft capital for Kelvin Woodley. And to be honest with you, there is some question marks around Williams, but there's question marks around Kelvin Woodley. And then... They've got to pay Kelvin Woodley in a year anyway, so essentially you're getting the, uh, doing it now and you ain't giving up any capital. So I could see the Eagles making this play. And let's be honest, if you swap him in for Vega, even if he goes back to being a little bit inconsistent, I'm sure most Eagles fans would be okay with that. Yeah, it, it's... People aren't going to say it's a great fit because, you know, you got the arm strength of Jalen Hurts being a problem and blah, blah, blah. It, let's be realistic. It, any of these receivers that we're going to talk about today, uh, you know, Sands may be one of them because the position that he plays is a little bit different than what we need is going to be an upgrade over Rager, and we need the upgrade. And I think we're going to get the upgrade no matter what. So I think Philadelphia would be in the running. I don't know if they could outbid teams like Jacksonville and Chicago because I think they would over they would pay a lot more than what Philadelphia would be willing to but if it ends up and he ends up you know choosing to go to Philadelphia <laughs> I'm not going to complain I'll tell you that much yeah I'm sure you wouldn't um so Aaron Robinson is a player we alluded to there now we spoke about him on a few shows uh, about his inconsistencies at this past season. Is that because of the franchise tag, or is it because he's just at that drop off year? We've both spoke about. We think it's a little bit of both. Now he's going to have a market just because he has been so successful in recent years. I do think he's cost himself probably. <laughs> Could be five million a year he's cost himself because if he hit free agency last year, I think his deal would have been comparable to Amari Cooper's deal, something 
along that lines. I think whoever goes for him this year, I think 15 million maybe the top level in the pay. The one thing working in his favour is, and especially if uh, Reaver, Mike Rewams don't hit free agency, it's not a great receiver uh, draft class, free agency class. So someone will take the chance on him, particularly when you've got teams like the Jaguars and the Dolphins in need of receiver. He just won't get the price he will. It may well have to be a deal you can opt out after a year or two. Um, one thing you mentioned there when we were talking about Mike Williams is it seems like they're almost going to let him hit free agency. I don't think it's the most likely option, but could they be having plans of essentially swapping, let Mike Williams walk and add Alan Robinson? I could see that maybe being perhaps there so um, confident of getting him that they're prepared to let him walk and get Alan Robinson on a cheaper deal and Robinson, uh, uh, Robinson's stage of his career he's going to want to go to a contender so will we take that cheaper deal I think possibly now the one thing Fancy Young is have to be aware of apart from the drop off there's always the chance he's had a lot of injuries in his career so is that part of his play um, going down again I could see maybe rejects if he takes a reasonable deal, making a run at him, as we said, with Jaguars and the Dolphins. Um, it's going to be interesting. They are the obvious names. If he's prepared to take a cheaper deal, I, I could see him being a receiver. Maybe the Chiefs have been looking to add that extra receiver. I don't think it's the most likely option, but I think they could go big game hunting if you will is there any landing spots what call out to you for him yeah you named quite a few and and i think the reason that he fits a lot of you know different teams and they might not have the best cap space is because he i think he's a player that's going to take one of those like veteran deals where like you said it could be around 15 million but i only think it's going to be one maybe two year deal and that is much more appealing to a team that you know, is trying to save money, <clears throat> but also get a big name player like Allen Robinson. So why not take the shot on him for a couple of years until he hits his age 30 season and, you know, go from there. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, Philly, obviously, yes. And uh, Jacksonville, Philly, Jacksonville, New York Jets. Those are three of the bigger ones I think he could definitely land with. I think the Jets would be a very interesting situation for him. Obviously, I would love to see him in Philly, but, you know, him and Devontae Smith kind of play similar roles. So I don't know if having two of the same thing is going to help everything else out the way that, you know, you would kind of hope it would. Um, I think it'd be better for Philadelphia to swing a little bit bigger, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he landed in Philadelphia. Jacksonville, I don't know if he ever makes that return. You know, that situation uh, soured quite a bit between him and Shaq Khan. Um, but, crazier things have happened and jet and the jets situation he would really be able to you know kind of work his way back into that really high target total that i think that's what he wants we he's come out and publicly stated that he feels like he kind of got phased out of that offense last year by matt Nagy. i think that situation was so sour between him and his head coach who was calling the plays that it did affect him quite a bit um in terms of production so 
I think he does bounce back a little bit, but the last two teams that I think that he has a really good shot at landing on and actually having good production are Baltimore and Indianapolis. Those are two perfect teams where they don't have to break the bank to bring in a veteran like Robinson, but they would immediately vault him into, you know, 130 plus targets in a season from, you know, obviously I think Baltimore would probably be the better situation. He could pair perfectly with Marquise Brown who can burn down the field and he's got a decent quarterback in Lamar Jackson in terms of throwing ability. Indianapolis, you know, obviously they need the weapons, but we can't know for sure what we could possibly, you know, predict as an outcome fantasy-wise for Robinson if he landed there until we know what the quarterback situation is going to be. And if it's not Carson Wentz, which right now it's not looking like it, unless they go and make a flashy trade or, uh, you know, a big free agent signing, which there's not many of, <clears throat> I don't know if – I mean, could he end up in Indianapolis and Indianapolis sign Mitchell Trubisky and have that reunion again? That would be interesting. Um, But in terms of his production, no matter where he lands, I don't think you can think of him as a top 15 wide receiver. And I don't think anybody will. But I think you can definitely think of him as like a a high-end wide receiver three with the upside to shoot into that top 24, depending on where he, you know, lands. I don't think he's washed up. I don't think he's done. I think he's still a productive player, and I think he'll still have a good fantasy season next year. I don't see, you know, the finish outside the top 60 like he had this year. I think he's going to bounce back and be a decent fantasy player, if not a above-average one at best. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, Baltimore's another name, but I thought it fits there for the same reason we've talked with other receivers there, and I could see them trying time to that sort of what they tried to do with Sammy Watkins. Um, Tanner uh, comments and says A-Rob might look to go to a contender this year too, which is sort of what we um, said. Um, He also adds apparently Hollywood Brown is looking to go to on Twitch full-time, supposedly. And um, yes, uh, as me and Brian said on Sunday, the NFL rumour train is um, crazy. What people don't get is... He does that. The reason why people watch him and he knows this is because he's in the NFL. So his markability is because of that. So, uh, and trust me, um, he he's wanting to get paid. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting. I do see Baltimore as uh, contenders for some of these receivers. Uh, one other player for Robinson before we move on to our last player is I could see if the Falcons do trade Ridley, I could see them essentially trading him and uh, having Robinson in. To be honest with you, they're missing what Julio Jones did and whereas he's not Julio Jones, he does a lot of the things what Julio Jones did in that offense and if you add him opposite of Carl Pitts, and no Pitts is a tight end. I think that they might see fair you in that, and then with whatever they get for Ridley, they can add another receiver, say, in the second round or whatever they get. So they could be a sort of surprise um, team for him. Uh, last um, player and staying with the Falcons, um, Russell Gage, um, 
and he's not a player that's going to be hot on many people debating free agency but he had a surprise successful year not just by nfl standards but fantasy standards and depending where he ends up i think he might um even have a better year because I think he's got better each year and um, I think there's some interesting teams. Again, I could see the Jets going for him. Now, not to be the role what you envision, um, that outside threat, but if Braxton Berrios walks, I, I don't think he's going to get what Braxton Berrios is asking for. And to be honest with you, I think Gage may be a better player to be honest with you, certainly more suited to that LaFleur system. Um, you could use him in the slot and also what they was using barriers for in the Wildcat and so forth. If you add him next to Elijah Moore, that's a lot of speed in that offense to help um, Wilson. So I think there's a possibilities there. Again, I could see the Dolphins maybe adding him. I think he would fit with um, what McDaniels wants to do. I'm sure there's many teams what would look to add him. Another team, if the Texans move on from Cooks, I could see them adding Gage to see value there. Is there any teams what um, you think uh, could be players? Oh, yeah, and I'm I'm very happy that you put him on this list because he's someone that I've wanted to talk about quite a bit. He just missed my top 10 for wide receiver free agents, and it's only because I figured that, you know, it's it seems he's probably going to stay in Atlanta. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just because if Ridley's gone, they're going to want some continuity back. But just to let you guys know how good – Russell Gage was at the end of last season. Week 12 through week 18, he was a wide receiver 10 overall. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Wide receiver 10 overall. That is, I mean, you guys know how good that is. That's top 10 wide receiver. So in terms of what teams he can sign with, <coughs> he's going to be a very good number two or slot receiver for a team. Houston makes a lot of sense. Tampa Bay, I think, is in the sweepstakes with Chris Godwin on the way out. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, Indianapolis is another good one. They need more presence in the middle of the field, especially with the tight ends that are going to be leaving. Uh, Doyle, Cox, those guys are probably gone. Cleveland. Cleveland is probably losing uh, Jarvis Landry. He would be the perfect poor man's replacement for Jarvis Landry in that offense. And then I think Chicago is probably another player because, I mean, with the loss of Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney is a great outside receiver, but you got to pair people with them so that way, you know, the attention gets taken off of them. And they have nobody else in that offense to take it off of them other than the tight end Cole Komet. So put a dual threat in the middle of the field, and you're going to free up Darnell Moody, who's you know really probably going to ascend as a you know a top twenty four fantasy wide receiver. For me, Gage is probably a you know more of a flex option when you're looking, especially if he switches teams. But that Houston or Tampa Bay situation is probably the most enticing. Houston, he'll get a ton 
of targets because they don't know what they're doing at the wide receiver position at the moment. He'll fill in as a poor man's Brandon Cooks. And then Tampa Bay, if Godwin walks, I mean, even if it's Kyle Trask under center, we know that Bruce Arians is going to throw have the his quarterback throw the ball 650 to 700 times in a season. Doesn't matter who's under center. He's going to get a lot of targets there. Indy and Cleveland are probably the lower end situations because they are more of run heavy teams. But I mean, in terms of his value, I think he's a shoe in top 36 wide receiver. I mean, that those tw- that those six weeks where he was wide receiver 10 overall, it really, you know, it puts weird things in your head because he was a top 10 or higher wide receiver four out of those uh, six weeks. So the, the other two weeks, he was pretty bad, but he was having elite weeks. And I know it was because Kyle Pitts was the only other option on the team at the time, but he really, you know, kind of showed up and proved that he can be more than just a simple slot guy. He can play outside and, you know, be more of that gadget type of player. So I think he's going to have a bigger market than people are giving him credit for. And if, if uh, Atlanta lets him walk, I mean, his fantasy, you know, prospects are very interesting moving into next se- uh, next season. Yeah, Andre and a tenor at Russell Gage might be um, their idea of number one next year. But for Falcons fans, hopefully not. I don't know. It would be interesting if he tests free agency. Um, and um, Tanner also adds, before we wrap up, Ridley will probably end up in AFC most likely. Um Chiefs will take him as if you probably couldn't guess Tanner is a Chiefs fan. Mahomes wants a fit. Um, it'd be interesting. I could see them. I'm sure they would run him. I would say, can they make the cap work? But as we all know, you can move money around. But the thing is, will they want to it, let money they move around? Will they want to invest most of that? In defense, either Hunt so probably will, but we all know how Andy Reid works. If he can add another offensive threat, he will. So that's the outlier, I guess. Um, for anyone that hasn't, please do check out Tanner's content, Sports Buffoons, which, as you can guess, is about sports, and they don't take it too seriously. Hence the buffoon's um, name. And Tanner is going to be running his own mock draft um, nearer the draft. He did post it in the group. Um, so for anyone what hasn't, please do um, check the post. And if there's your team free, I know he'd appreciate the support. And just watch out for his content um and thank you tanner for commenting it really does help um all what really remains is for me to say everyone will be back next thursday as we creep closer and closer to free agency me and brian will be back next this sunday as always talking all the news and um brian's twitter handles at the bottom of the screen, please give him a follow. I should have mentioned that earlier. And I just want to thank you for joining me, Ryan. And I know you weren't feeling 100%, so I'm grateful for you um, joining me. And 
um, Russell Gage's stats was so good. It had Ryan choking. So um, that's how committed he is to f fantasy football. Yeah, guys, I will die on this bed of fantasy football knowledge that I have. Um, yeah, no, thank you guys for watching. We will be back on Sunday. Thank you for working through my coughing fit there. And uh, thank you, Tanner, for all your comments and stuff. And uh, yeah, next Thursday, I'll have my rankings out and we might discuss them a little bit on the show, depending on how early I get them out. And yeah, we'll go from there. I'll see you guys Sunday. Yeah, thank you to everyone checking us out i see a couple of likes on the video already and until next time let's talk sport fans thanks for watching